Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. We're going to jump into it. The title today uh, was Committing to God's Promises Ensures His Answers. Um, just going to go through a couple stories. I always say this, I'm not going to keep you all day. I know it's right in the middle of the afternoon, but I appreciate you coming on with me uh, for this 45 minutes to an hour because, you know, it's Friday. We've had a long week. Sometimes the week can get to us. Sometimes we're like, oh, geez, it's Friday. I'm uh, ready to move on Um, or it's been a long week work was rough, or I'm a stay-at-home mom, and holy cow, I had a lot going on with my kids. Uh, I know school has come to an end, but, you know, we all have different things in our life going on, whether it's raising, you know, several kids at home, going into the office, running a company, I, I mean, anything. Everyone's life and style looks different. So it's nothing we should ever get down on anybody, not saying I do something more than you, I do something better than you, but to know that we all are busy, we're all in a place of getting stuff done and it may look different to everybody, but we all need encouragement. And I was thinking, man, for Friday, I want to leave everybody lifted high, uh, faith you know, injected into their spirit, man, knowing uh, what the Word of God says about the situation and leaving on an, all, an all-time high for the weekend because that's what we need. We need that boost, get us into the weekend, and then we get to go to um, church on Sunday, get refilled again, and then, you know, we got to do it on our own throughout the week. Uh, Bonnie, we're going to put up the link. Uh, put it up real quick, Maddie, before I get into it so I can let Miss Bonnie know Um, how to get it up. But right here, Miss Bonnie, if you go to on your web browser or on your phone, anything you can open up, go to carolynshuttlesworth.com forward slash Friday, just like it looks right there on the bottom. And then you'll put in your name and your email address, I believe. And uh, that will go into a name system that we have. And it spins and it spits out a name for who entered. And that's going to be our winner. All right, so Greta, thank you, Greta. I appreciate it. Miss Bonnie is a sweet, sweet, dear Victory Triber, so I appreciate you helping her out. I finally got to meet her in Scranton, Pennsylvania at our meeting, and um, it was so good to squeeze her. I love how much the Victory Tribe has been showing up at our meetings because I get to see names all the time, but I don't get to see faces unless I've actually Huh? Okay. So you'll have to just make sure. There's nothing I can do right now, baby. <laughs> Maddie's talking to me about the names. She'll just, you'll just have to put her in, okay? It's just the name I need. Um, and so it's so great to meet everybody and get a name and a face and a squeeze and a picture because, you know, you guys are praying for us. We're praying for you. We're standing in faith with you, agreeing for things in your family, in your own life, in your own body. And it's so nice to be able to hug on you and squeeze and love on you. So I I appreciate that. Um, Okay, people have been submitting throughout the broadcast. The link will go up. Make sure you get your name in. And at the end, we will get the winner's name. All right, committing to God's promises ensures his answers. I know sometimes, you know, we go around and we're like, God didn't answer my prayers. He's not listening. You know, what's going on? Why can't I get an answer? But he's always listening and he's always answering. Um, We just have to be patient in our standpoint. Be patient in our faith. Be patient in what we're believing for and that we're gonna hang on to it with the bulldog tenacity and we're not gonna let go. In Psalm 37, five, it says, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. So right there, we've got to learn 
to commit everything, all of our ways, commit. We're all in. We've got to be all in Christian. An all in Christian, that's it. I mean, now more than ever, you see going on around you, there is no way we can have a gray area. There's no way that we can be half in. I posted something yesterday saying, I refuse to fit in. I refuse to fit in. And then I posted um, out of John where it talks about how you're not part of this world. Your borrowed time. You are not part of this world. This is not where I came from, and it's not where I'm staying, and it's not who I'm listening to. And I also posted Joshua as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I refuse to fit in every morning. If you have to wake up and you have to say, I refuse to fit in just to get that into a, a mindset of yours, then say it. I refuse to fit in. Hi, Nancy. Good to see you. And like Bethany said, we shouldn't fit in. You're right. But unfortunately, there are Christians that you would not even know they're Christians. There's Christians you would not even know um, that are just Christians. I mean, that's it. You would not even know that they serve a, a wonderful heavenly father that's a protector, that's a provider, that's a healer. You would never know. And that's really sad. And so that's not us and that's not you because you're watching and you're a part of this victory tribe and you commit everything you do to to the Lord and you trust him. And so he has set us up to win every time. And he, he set us up to win. He has set us up where we never have to back down, where we never have to lose a battle, where we never have to go through a struggle in life. And that's a little bit of what I'm going to talk on today as I'm going to pull that into like an unshakable uh, type of faith, but also that we don't have to struggle in our Christian walk. We don't have to struggle. Hope says, I don't fit in. It's normal for me. I believe the Lord fits me where I belong. Yeah, we, we are a light in a dark world. We are a light in a dark world. I like what Greta, he sets us up to win. That's right. He sets us up to win. We don't have to convince God to answer our prayers. He wants to answer them. All throughout the word of God, all throughout the word of God, he wants to answer our prayers and he's listening. He set us up for a victory. Um, we have a we have a course when I was thinking about this this morning. We have a course, um, if you don't know about Miracle Word University, it is courses that we provide um, for really a small fee for the information that you're getting and how in-depth it is. But Ted has set up Miracle Word University for a small fee and there's different courses that you can take. You can buy a bundle package. I know a lot of you that are watching um, have gone through it, but there's different ones on there. There's one particular one on there on a, on a course called Answered Prayer, understanding how prayer works and how to receive answers. So if that's something that you are, um, the link's up on there, Miracle Word U for, for the word university, MiracleWordU.com. There's different courses, but one of them is called Answered Prayer. Because that's like one question that so many people have. Like, you know, I've asked the Lord for this, or I've prayed to Him for this, and I'm still going through this, or He's not providing, or He's not answering, or, or I'm still struggling through this. But we're set up. He set us up to win. He set us up so we don't have to struggle. He has set us up where all of our prayers are answered. He has set us up where he's always listening. He's only set us up for for complete victory. So now that he's set us up that way, we need to figure out where's our tools? How do I get my tools? How do I get my answers? How do I live this life of a struggle-free, answered prayer, victorious life? And... um. And Jeremiah 17, 5, it says, some verses I put on here and then others I'm going to read. It's a lot to type out, but that's why I'm going back and forth with my phone and my Bible. But it says in Jeremiah 17, 5, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans 
who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. We have to put our trust, just like it said in the beginning in Psalm 37, 5, what did it say? Commit everything I do. It says you, but I'm putting I so you can hear it that way. Everything I do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. But then in Jeremiah 17, 5, it says, Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. So we have to really commit ourselves in the ways of the Lord, really commit ourselves uh, to trusting the Lord way over man, way over uh, human mind. We, you know, we can only go so far, but we are from a different realm. We operate in the supernatural. So we have to completely put our trust on the Lord. If we're getting a bad report, if we're getting, um, you know, news that we are having a hard time with, we have to make sure we're giving that to the Lord and be like, listen, this is going to take care of, <laughs> this is going to take care of itself. Why? And then you'll know why. Because this is what the Lord has said over my life. This is what God promised in the word of God for me. This is what he is to me. He's my healer. He's my comforter. He's my provider. You know, he's my strong tower. These are the things you have to know about the nature of who you're serving so you won't be blindsided when um, a struggle comes your way. And we know that something that Ted and I have declared for a long time, if you've been following this ministry, about the struggle being over. It's not that a struggle can't be real. You have to declare that it's over. It's not that things don't happen around us. I mean, things happen uh, around me. I could totally get stressed out about things going on in my life or um, situations that are going on or reports that I hear. Everybody has the opportunity. There's like a fork in the road. Everybody has an opportunity to make the decision of their reaction. So it could be, oh yeah, this is just how it's supposed to be. I'm in my 70s and I'm, I am, I'm gonna struggle now. I've lived a long, good life. I'm in my 70s, but hey, my body's old. I can feel this. I, you know, so that's, that's what I mean is like, it's not that the temptation to feel like that the struggle is real. You know, every, the world has instilled that saying on every shirt, every mug, every, everything, every car bumper, st- I mean, everything, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And then everybody, the more you say that, I feel like it's like a wet blanket gets thrown on you every time. That's how I would feel. The struggle is real. You know, I'm a mom. I have three kids. The struggle is real. Well, then that's a mindset that's going to start taking over. And you're going to start, you know, thinking, ugh, to be a mom. Ugh, all the things I have to. uh." It's okay, Bonnie. Maddie, can you put Bonnie's name in the generator too? Bonnie, Maddie will take care of it for you and put, put your name in there so it can go through. And you have to, you have, oh, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to take them to practice. I've got to be the one for this. I have to make them sandwiches. I have to make them lunch. I have to, and then all of a sudden you're confessing that the struggle is real by being a mom. And then all of a sudden uh, your kids have now become a burden to you in your mind. Or it's just normal. We got the common cold, the flu, you know, everybody has to get it. Everybody, you know, it's just a thing in life. It's common. Well, why does it have to be common? Because the world says it's common? I mean, why does it, why, why do we have to call those things? Why do we have to say, oh, the struggle is real. You know, this just is what it is. You know, when you get married, you, it's gotta be like this for a little while. You know, you have to, live hard for a while you have to go through some things to no we don't have to live in a struggle we don't have to live in a struggle to know our god is real we don't have to live in a struggle to know that he can pull us up from 
<laughs> the drudges of life. We don't have to know that. He says that his, his burden is light, the yoke. We don't have to wear that. We, don't have, we can put on a garment of praise for, for uh, you know, that spirit of heaviness. So we can sit up straight and sit up tall and not have to struggle. So it's not that when we say the struggle is, is over that we're ignoring it. That's just like when things come your way, your faith deals with it. We don't ignore it. We don't ignore and say, oh, sickness isn't real because you feel like you have so much faith. You know, COVID's not real. Cancer's not real. I'm just gonna, it's like little kids when they shut their eyes. Nobody can see me now. No, no, you're still there. Your eyes are just shut. Your faith deals with the situation. Your faith puts that situation, puts it brakes on and say, nope, this is how I'm taking care of it. My faith is going to demolish what's coming my way, sent by the enemy, sent to destroy me. So you have to say the struggle is over. I understand it could be real, but my faith is going to deal with it. Greta said, people really do that. I have to live hard for a while. Mm, no. Or like, yeah, the first year of marriage is awful. Um, no, that's right. You don't. This is the one thing that anyone who's been following me for a while, I'm always like, you can have your cake. You can eat it too. Everything can be good. God's given us a way for everything to be good in our life. The thing is, we have to follow all the instructions. He's given us a way to live in a good marriage from the moment you get married to the moment you go to heaven you can have a struggle-free marriage full of love full of kindness it's absolutely possible both parties have to be involved in the word of god and get the revelation and go after it and want it so if you feel like right now you're in a place with any anything um I, I, I'm having trouble having kids. I really have a desire to be a parent. Uh, I need healing in my body, my marriage. I need uh, stuff with my job and friendship. Listen, you have to uh, declare things in your life to break that mental cycle of the devil lying to you. You could say things like, my past doesn't dictate my future. My present life is confident with the goodness of God. Things that you can say continually over your life. Because, once again, the struggle's over. It's not that it's not real, but you're going to deal with it. You're going to deal with it because you want to get all the promises. You want to get everything answered that you're praying about, that God wants to give you and is ready to give you and is ready to give to you quickly. Um, one of my favorite verses before I go into another story is 1 Samuel 2, 1, because, you know, it's stuff I've, I know Hannah. I know the story of Hannah. And I've, I've you know, I was raised in church, but there's certain things um, that you see with a different type of eyes in your spirit man, the revelation of the word. And something that I tell everybody, and I want, you know, men can grab hold of it, but it's just, you know, when I'm dealing with a lot of women in that ministry part, 1 Samuel 2.1, I want women to really grasp because of how powerful it truly is. Now, the whole prayer she has is powerful. But the first verses really, really, really get me going. And it makes me a woman who wants to follow after her footsteps when she says this. So Hannah's prayer of praise. Then Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. So all in one verse is everything I want to be as a woman. All in one verse. And that one verse, 1 Samuel 2, 1, is everything I want to be as a woman. Because she had bad news, right? 
she couldn't have a son. She really wanted a son. And, um, you know, she was looked down upon. She felt bad. You know those feelings? Any of you have are watching who have, have kids or have tried to have kids, and you get this, uh, like, guilt feeling, you get this shame feeling, and the enemy tries to speak to your mind and lie to you, and all of a sudden, everything's wrong with you. It's not. But everything, you know, by the end of the day, the conclusion is everything is wrong with me when it's the enemy's lies that have gone. And, um, yeah, Liz, that's what I'm talking about. And it has gone into her head. So she had to fight all those off. But in that one verse, um, she got what she prayed for. And this is her prayer of praise because uh, she lives in thankfulness. Okay. She's a woman of thankfulness and she's rejoicing. Right. That's what I put down. And her joy. But then she's also a woman of strength. Well, we know in Nehemiah, it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So she's operating in supernatural strength because she's rejoicing, which brings on the joy, which then, I mean, it's just full circle. It's amazing and wonderful how God's got this all connected for us, how it all works together. Everything's working together. So we've got the joy, we've got um, the strength, and she's got faith. She's got faith there. She has an answer for her enemies. She knows how to answer when an attack comes. She knows to put um, the barrier up with her confession, with her faith. She has an answer for her enemies. So for me, and this one verse, this is everything I strive to be. I strive to stay in joy. It's not easy all the time. Joy is a choice, ladies. Believe me, I've just had a crazy busy week. My life, literally, I don't even know. I blink and the week is over. And I know many of you are the same way. Busy, people pulling on you all the time. People at work, your family, you're trying to be a good wife, you're trying to be a really good mom. Well, it can get to you after a while. But we have to choose joy. Our, our, our attitudes, uh, the way we are, we're setting the tone in our home, we're setting the tone in our environment. If I'm snappy with, with uh, Ted, I'm snappy with the kids, it sets a tone and then there we go. Everyone else starts getting like a chip on their shoulder and it was just because of my attitude. But it worked, you know, same, same thing. Ted has to choose joy, same with the husband. Somebody does that, then all of a sudden what do we do is we're offended. He talked to me like that. How dare he? I made his breakfast and his coffee this morning. You know, stuff like that. That's, that's how girls are. And so I strive to be like her. Joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. She chose joy and she chose to believe God was going to give her her son. And she got her son. And that's when she said, I'm, I'm returning him back to you, Lord. You gave me what I wanted. What I wanted, <sighs> her harvest turned around and became her seed. Her harvest turned around and became her seed. She gave him back, her offering to the Lord. I mean, it's just such, it's just such a powerful story. So... We're not going to bring in old issues from our past. We're not bringing old issues into this new year from last year. Nothing from 2020 should have been carried over into 2021. Same for 2021 and 2022. None of it should be carried. I even say no, no issues should be carried into the next day. We've got to get rid of those things before we even lay our head on the pillow. New days, there's don't bring old issues into new years. Don't bring old issues into new days. Don't bring old issues into new relationships. Because listen, we're committing our way. We're like at the beginning, we're committing everything we do to the Lord. So we can have listening ears. We can have open spirits to receive. 
we have open hearts to receive what God has for us. I'm going to go over into 2 Kings 4. Another one of my favorite uh, women is from Shunem, the Shunemite woman. They don't give her name. They just call her that. A lot of you know the story, 2 Kings 4. She's the one who built um, a home for Elisha. She said, anytime you're coming through, prophet of God, uh, I want to I build a room for you to stay. I want to house you. Uh, so she made room for the anointing of God in her house. But she had unshakable faith because same with her, she asked for a son. God gave her a son. He dies. She goes to get the prophet to bring him back because she's like, hold, hold up. I'm sorry. What happened to him in the field? Okay, we got the husband who's like, oh, it's not the right day to go. You got the religious people, the people that, you know, uh, are not standing in faith with you. You got friends like that that are telling you, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. Maybe this is God's will. Maybe, um, you know, the, hey, this is life through you, these lemons. Let's make the best of it. Let's just ride it out. No, no. Faith doesn't ride things out. Faith takes control of the situation. Faith takes control of the situation and faith shortens the timeline okay so there's no time when there's faith faith sucks that miracle sucks that thing that you need and brings it to you quickly okay so faith changes the timeline she said listen i don't care what day it is i don't care what day it is i've got to go get the prophet i have a son here that was given to me by god and I'm going to go get him. Sorry, hubby. You're wrong on this one. (laughs) Obviously, he was not up to par with what she believed. So she grabbed a donkey. She left. And look, as she is, you know, this is how we have to conduct ourselves, ladies. As she's going to get the prophet, she had opportunity after opportunity to blab her mouth, to the to somebody oh my son is dead i don't know what to do she had every opportunity to talk about her situation she had every opportunity i mean she had every right her son's dead right i mean she had every opportunity to uh write a huge status on facebook where it's like you know the majority of people on your social media and facebook do are not praying for you and they don't care. I mean, I just hate to break it to you. That is not a place that you have to put some massive status for everything unless you have like a specific group. Because I don't even know all the people on mine. And I know it would be more like a gossip and, and not standing with me. You know, when my girls went through their hospital issues when they were younger, <laughs> there's people to this day that still find out when Ted preaches or Ted says something because they 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 weren't going to be truly standing with us so you know it, it's not that it's mean it's like i need people who are prepared in battle when i'm in a battle and i need somebody they better already be suited up and it does don't you know kick around saying well maybe i'm not that person get to be that person we all have open opportunity to raise our faith each and every day in a situation to have unshakable faith. We all have that every opportunity. You can't look at me or someone else in the fivefold ministry or a friend of yours or somebody and be like, well, I just wish one day I was, you know, as strong as them. You can have it. You can go the distance. You can go higher in your knowledge and in your faith of the word of God. It's all about your hunger. It's all about your dedication. It's all about going after it. It's just like if somebody who's sitting on the couch, overweight, eating junk food, looking at workout videos and saying, man, I, I wish I looked like them. I w-, you know, I do that. I don't, I don't have, I want to be more toned. And I'm, listen, I'm, I'm working on that. But 
What I'm saying is you can't just sit there and be like, I wish I had what they had. I wish I had their level of this. You can too. Where's the dedication? Where's the commitment? Where's the I'm going after it with everything I have attitude? Because I want everything that God has for me. So keep going after it, ladies. Keep digging into the word. Keep making time for him. You'll never be disappointed. But the Shumanite woman had a dead son. And on her way there, she responded with, everything's fine. She was asked, I'm good. I got to go talk to the prophet. It is well. Hello, moms that are watching. Your son is dead. Think about it. Well, if you have a daughter, whatever, your child is dead. You know, she's not even shedding a tear. She, she's so focus-driven on, I am on a mission. I'm getting the prophet. I'm bringing him back, and I'm getting my son back. And that's how we have to do with things that we're standing in faith for. We're not going to be shaken. We're not going to be, woe is me. I live in a struggle and this is what God has for me. And there's a, you know, there's all these testimonies in a test. Great. Good. You've moved on. Something happened in your life. You took that testimony and people have been blessed by it and you're moving on. But, but just realize that even if you're somebody who's watching who hasn't gone through something bad, it doesn't mean you don't have a testimony. Your testimony is the goodness of God has kept you. The goodness of God has answered your prayers. The goodness of God has kept you out of sickness and harm and bad relationships. So look at it for both sides. God has saved you from a terrible situation. Praise God. Use that testimony for his glory. And and that's great. But I know a lot of people that be like, I can't move forward. I can't teach. I can't speak. I can't step out in what God wants me to do because I look at this person and that person went through something and now that's their platform. You don't have to go through something. And I'm going off on this because someone needs to hear it. But you don't have to go through something for it to be your platform. She did, no one, no one, she wasn't known, she was known for not saying anything. She was known for just saying, it is well. Moved on, got her miracle, got the prophet, brought it back, and she got what she wanted. She had unshakable faith. That story blesses me every time. And I can read that story over and over and over and over again. And it never gets old to me. It never gets old to me. I've seen so many different things out of this story, so many different messages and so many different point, like, point of views from this story. So don't like read something and be like, oh yeah, well I, I know the story of Esther and I know the story of Hannah and I know that story. Go back and read it because the Bible is uh, just revelation after information and revelation and information and revelation and information and you'll see stuff um, different, different times. He'll spark something in your spirit. He'll spark it something this way. So go back and read that over and over again and and pull things out of that. Pull things out of what she did that stuck out to you. Um, so there's a powerful man of God that my husband and I follow and we read his books and it's Dr. David Oedepo. And there was something I wrote down that was in one of his books that he was asked, um, don't you ever have problems? Don't you ever have problems? And he answered, Maybe they came and I didn't notice them. And that was like, boop, struggle is over. Maybe they came and I didn't notice them. It doesn't say that once you become a Christian full of faith and you're never going to battle anything again and the enemy's not going to um, come at you. You know, you're not fighting a battle like the devil's not running into the office with an actual bow and arrow to try to get me. It's, you know, a supernatural fight here in the spirit world and realm. And so you have to be prepared that way with the word of God. And so I love that he said that because he, someone asked, don't you ever have any problems? And he simply just said, 
Maybe. Maybe they came. I just didn't notice them. And that just really was like, that's it. The struggle is over. I can commit my ways to the Lord. I can put trust completely into him. And that's going to ensure that I get his answer. Committing my ways, putting trust, having, having great faith. Listen, building faith up. There's never a cap that's going to be on your faith. You constantly build your faith up until the return of the Lord. But then you have to think of it that way. I can commit my ways. I can ensure I get the answers that God has promised for my life over my children, over what I have my hand on too. And then if you go with me to Hebrews 6.15, it says, Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Keep praising in the waiting time. Keep thanking him in the waiting time. We live in such a um, instant gratification world where like Amazon can come to your house in two hours after you deliver it. Some guy on a bicycle comes and drops off something that you need. That's what we live in. We live on a store on every corner kind of world. And so everything's so easily um, accessible to us. But we have to realize that there got to keep your faith up in the waiting time. You've got to stand your ground in the waiting time and praise him in the waiting time. Abraham had no kids. Okay, you know the story of him and Sarah, no kids. God's telling him, hey, you're going to be a father and a father of many nations. And I'm, he's looking around going, um, I, my wife's never had a kid. I don't know like how this is going to come. But it said he waited patiently. Patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. One of the fruit of the Spirit, which we are supposed to be operating in all nine, just as Jesus did. So he waited patiently. And it said, comma, because there's an answer. There was an answer. He committed his ways. Like I said, he committed his ways and there was an answer. He received what God had promised him. He received it. He waited patiently. He stood his ground. He stayed in faith and he got what he was told. If you go to Romans 4, whether you do this now or, you know, later, I don't know if some of you probably could be driving or whatnot and don't have your Bible, but Romans 4, where do I want to start? Yeah, I'll start with 20. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. Okay? Never wavered in believing God's promise. So the title of today was Committing to God's Promises Ensures His Answer. So Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, look Look what happened while he was waiting, okay? In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. So as he was waiting, where most people in the waiting process, their faith gets watered down, their faith goes out the window, they talk to the wrong people, they decide to tell you know, somebody who barely goes to church or barely reads their Bible about their situation. It's like, don't go lesser. Don't go lesser when you're believing for Go greater. Go to somebody greater. Go to somebody who's going to fight with you. Go to somebody who's going to say, yeah, get your act together. This is what the Word of God says. You know, I want somebody when I'm feeling at a low or I need a miracle to raise me up. Someone's got to be stronger than me in that moment because I'm having a moment. You know, we, we all got those moments and I need someone to be like, Carolyn, get up. This is what God has said over your life. This is what is going to happen with this situation. That's what we need to be for each other. 
And so that's why on Friday I was telling you, I want our faith to be revved up, to be like, listen, I'm not going to live in a struggle. I don't care that they are real out there. It's not for my life. The struggle is over. I live by great faith. I'm going to keep my game face on. I'm going to say, it is well in my soul. That's from our second King story. And I'm going to go after it. So in Romans 4.20, I'll finish with 21. He was fully convinced, fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. God counted him as righteous. I want to be counted as righteous. I want to be looked upon as God, as godly. I'm a godly woman. I'm right, I am right standing with my Savior. And so committing to the promise and committing to the firm foundation is what how we're going to be leaving this Friday broadcast. We're committing to the promises of God. We're committing to what he says. It's yes and amen. He said it. I believe it. I'm moving on. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to seek it. I'm not letting go. I'm not buying into the world's mess. I'm not believing what they're saying. I don't have to go through something to be great. I don't have to go through something to have a, a, a testimony. I don't have to. If you did and you got out of it, thank you, Lord. That's what his grace and mercy and forgiveness is for. But you don't have to go through it. So someone has told me, just like I tell my kids, hey, I just used the stove. Don't touch it. It's hot. Now, they have two choices. Learn by destruction or learn by instruction. Much easier to learn by instruction We've all been there where we've learned by destruction, but much easier to learn by instruction. And so they don't have to go through a burn to know that heat is hot. See what I'm saying? They don't have to go through that. They could just say, hey, mom, like the word of God tells us, mom told me this would be a result if I did that. That's what the Bible tells us. This tells us what the result will be if we don't abide by the word of God. This will be a result if we don't do this. This will be a result if we do this. So see, we have our instruction manual. We don't have to learn um, by destruction. And so we're going to commit to the promises of God. Starting right now, we're going to commit to trusting his ways. We're going to commit... We're going to commit so it ensures us that we get what, everything that God has for us. We live at an all-time high. We live like a shining light. Like it says, we're a city set on a hill with a light that can't go out. We are that city. And so if you're believing for a good marriage, if you're believing today for healing in your body, if you're believing today for children, because listen, God puts the desires in your heart for things that you are believing for. You didn't conjure them up. You didn't just think of them on your own. God placed them in your heart for them to come to pass. So if you're believing for a child, I encourage you, keep believing for the children that God's going to bless you with. Keep standing strong. Just like I said in Jeremiah, we're not going to put our trust on men. Men may have told you. Doctors may have told you. Women may have told you. Listen, your body can't do this. Uh, I don't think you have enough eggs or your husband have enough sperm. I, I don't think you can have this. I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think. I don't think. Well, they might not think, but we know what the Word of God has for us. So stand strong. You're believing for a good husband, a good wife? Yeah, they're out there for you. God has somebody for you, a special person. Not just plan A, B, and C. I could have totally married other people. I had every opportunity to marry other people before I married Ted. I could have made an extremely bad decisions. But I had one person that was out there for me that the Lord brought to me and the Holy Spirit. And that was based on that 
topic I did a few weeks ago called the one instruction. We all get the one instruction. That brings us to the next thing that God has for you, particularly in your life. But today we're going to leave this broadcast. If you're listening to the podcast, um, it still is the same word for you, whether you're listening to it live or you're listening to it on the replay. But we're leaving committing, committing to God's promises ensures us the answers, committing to the word of God, committing to uh, building our faith, committing to what he has for us, declaring the word of God over our life. So let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person watching today. I join my faith with theirs, whatever they're believing for, whatever they're believing to get in their family, with their children, uh, with their friendships, relationships, job status. Lord, we are starting this day, this weekend, this Friday with a boost of the word of God, a boost of faith. Thank you, Jesus, that we're going to commit everything we do to you, Lord. Everything we do, we're going to trust you. And we know because your word says in Psalm 37 that we read at the beginning that you will help us. You will help us. And just like we read today in Romans 4, the faith of Abraham, he never wavered. Lord, give us never wavering faith. Give us faith that goes stronger, that we have patience, that we're standing firm on the word of God. And that we are fully convinced, like Abraham was, that we are uh, women, and there's men listening or watching, that we're men of God, women and men of God, that are fully convinced that your word is going to bring to pass everything that has for us so we can operate and our purpose while we're here until we get to be with you in heaven. And in Jesus' name, I pray amen and amen say amen if you believe it amen if you were encouraged today i love you ladies so much um this built me up this this strengthened me i mean i've had a busy day and um you know sometimes i come in and i'm a little tired myself or i've got things going on but this not only you know, I pray that it encourages you. I feel the same way. I love you guys so much. And um, I'm glad that you spent Friday afternoon with me. I know you guys are busy and I appreciate your time. I appreciate that you took an hour. I don't actually know what time it is. Yeah, look at that. I'm getting good at this. Took an hour out of your day, out of your afternoon, or even if you're re-listening to this on the broadcast, took time to listen. Um, it means a lot to me. You guys encourage me a lot. So thank you so much. I truly and genuinely love you. And now it's Carolyn Friday favorites. Okay, you know what? I'm getting trap music for that. Bethany, you gave me a great idea today. I need trap music for when I give away my Friday favorites. Um, Maddie, do you want to type it in down there so I can see the name? Or do you want to just tell it to me? That's right. Bethany, girl, I can't wait to. Oh, no. I, I was going to say I can't wait to see you in Tomball, and I forgot you're doing a family vacation. <laughs> All right. Oh, you still have to do it? Oh, okay. All right, I love you too, Nancy and Jennifer. So anyway, this is what I'm giving away today. We have the, we have the hair blow dryer. Um, I wish I knew how to say it. Lejean, Lejang, Lang, Long. <laughs> Maybe if I go to their website, they have a video that says it. Okay. You're going to type it to me? Yeah. Oh, the winner is, Maddie just told me, is Stephanie Mendez. Stephanie Mendez. We're going to need trap music or I'm going to have to sing. Give us a microphone. Stephanie Mendez.
Yes, is the winner. See? Works real good. So Stephanie Mendez. I want to make sure she's still on and watching. So make sure you um, are there. Let me know that you're there because there's other women chomping at the bit. She said, Bethany said, get that trap music quick. Listen, Ted can have all the music singing skills. Um, but I want to make sure Stephanie's on. So I got to see her respond because I always make everybody respond to me so I know because if not then I give it away because I'd give it away at the end because I um, want you to be a part of the broadcast and um, is Stephanie still on Liz? Because if not I'm gonna have to give it to somebody else because they're supposed to be on. Oh, she's watching from work. Okay, well, I, Liz is related to her, so I know that <laughs> she's not <laughs> She's not telling me fibs. She's a good girl. All right, so Stephanie. All right, so Liz or Stephanie, um, make sure you email me. Yeah, I know. Um, make sure you email me and uh, you can email me at carolyn at miracleword.com. Email me your address and email me like if you need it for long or short hair because that will determine what barrel size I send you. So I love you ladies. Congratulations. And I will see you. I'm not sure if I'll see you next week because of the tent meeting, but I'll see you soon, I promise. I love you guys so much.